hello hey party people and welcome to killer crime and sister time will you stop giggling over there please we got the peanut gallery over here yeah <laughs> i have mine too <laughs> <laughs> we hate them <laughs> i don't know why we let them exist i don't know it's fine <laughs> um, anyway i'm sydney <clears throat> liberty and did I already say this is Killer Crime and Sister Time? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I got distracted. I know we can say it again. It's Killer Crime and Sister Time. <laughs> so, welcome. What is up? Welcome. <sighs> so, how have you been? Good. I got off work today. That was work was stressful. Was it? Yeah. She put me on like the front bar. Yeah, I was like making drinks for the lobby, but I don't know how to make drinks, so I was kind of just like, <laughs> like asking like literally every single drink because I don't know how to do it. So I was I had to be like, hey, what's this? What's this? What's this? You know, like yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how you learn, though. Exactly, you're right. Also, yeah. I had that brown sugar thing you suggested, espresso, shaken espresso. You uh, suggested the other day, delicious, fucking bomb. You know what I also had today that I've never had before that was pretty fucking good? Huh. Sweet cream cold brew. I love vanilla sweet cream cold brew. Okay, I've never had it before until today. I watched a customer order it and I was like, mm, I should try it. Right. Yeah. yeah it was pretty good. good. Yeah. How have you been? Uh, I'm good. I got my first vaccine the other day, which is pretty lit. Okay. Um, I'm eligible soon because I'm a food worker. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I've got my first one. Um, the only bummer is, you know, the second one is generally when people, like, if they have any symptoms, that's when they get them. And Will will be gone. So I'm just going to be like. When do you get it? Uh, April 21st. Oh, so I won't be there. Oh, yeah, you won't be there either. Uh-huh. Be there all by yourself. Yeah. Dying. And then he gets there four days later. So I'm like, oh, that's helpful. But <laughs> Helpful. <laughs> so our theme today guys was killer couples and this one was actually pretty good like I had a good time with this yeah, so, yeah. It was it was who do you want to go first um I can go first okay also yeah I go to Pullman tomorrow side note she still hasn't sent me the email with oh. what I'm supposed to bring did you guys roll about it no I totally forgot oh. <laughs> I went to work We'll talk about it later, William. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going on a ROTC visit this week in Pullman. And then I have a week break and then I come see you in Missouri. So I'm excited for you to get here, bro. I know I'm very excited, but I am not excited to fly by myself. Oh, really? I love flying by myself. I don't have to talk to anybody. I, I like just... flying with Will better because we like go and get drunk on planes and stuff. And that's a good time. But right but I'm also like a child so I can't do that (laughs) yeah you can't do that I can I mean even like if I don't drink I have fun flying myself like I go I make like my layovers like a little treat me time so I go (laughs) I'll go to a restaurant and you know get my own get myself some food and yeah yeah oh geez I get a whole vibe you start you have a layover in Texas right I have a layover yeah for Dallas yeah there have like, some restaurants there what they have good restaurants there yeah it's a how long's my layover 
don't know. It's like a, it's like two hours. So we'll probably get food. Yeah. I don't think, I think my flight cuts off like right before, like it actually, like you get like food, like, you know, it's like right before the time cut off. So. Yeah. And I'm not even sure I haven't flown in a while because, you know, I've been here, but, mm-hmm. um, I don't even know if they're, cause when I was flying, they weren't offering food yet because of COVID. Oh, when me and mom for your wedding, they gave us food. Like when we flew yeah. out there. So there was like this weird time where like at the beginning of the beginning and middle of COVID, they were giving food. And then in the middle, they kind of stopped. So I don't know what it's like now. That's hella weird. Yeah, it was really weird because I was flying a lot to see Will, you know. And I don't know how to find my seat on a plane. What do you mean? What? (laughs) Okay, so what number are you? I'm 18 C. I don't know. Mom always walks me to my seat. I, just, I know, but okay, buddy. The the <laughs> the numbers are above the seats. Okay. Is it a window or a row? Or I yeah, think, I, I think she got me a row just in case. Okay, so then that it's gonna be 18, and then you're gonna be C is gonna be the row. So you're just. I hope I don't have to sit next to anyone. Um, is it Alaska? Yeah, they were doing a really good job of like making sure there was at least a gap in between you because of covid when i flew alaska to your wedding i literally it was a full plane it was a full flight the only people i had that with was like american which i fucking hated and uh united my uh texas to missouri is american oh i know a bummer i don't like american i really only like alaska and delta no offense yeah. to american and but you yeah. know but <sighs> okay i'm excited to talk about mine so i'm gonna start okay. yeah go so, for it we got on a tangent after we introduced our topics it's fine <laughs> my serial killer couples are paul bernardo and carla home homolica homolica Hamulka. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> it's okay. It's my like people that. are British and the, the towns they're from. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Anyway, and they're from Canada and they um, raped and murdered girls in Canada. So Carla was born. Carla, I'm not going to say her last name because I literally can't. So Carla was born in 1970 in Canada. She had two younger sisters. Her family lived in Ontario and she grew up working in animal clinics. And once she started to get more credibility, she started stealing drugs from her jobs in Canada, you know, like volumes, like that kind of shit. Yeah. So, um, whatchamacallit? I didn't get a lot. So the articles I looked at really focused on Carla because I think everyone realized that like she was Loki, like the mastermind. Oh, I mean, I think he's a sick fuck too because he did a lot more, but still like, you know, right. um, but like almost every article focused on her more, which is crazy, even though she got the shorter prison sentence. Cool. Yeah. She's a woman. Yeah. But mm. still. Because I feel like people don't like to blame women for violent crimes because they're like oh like they might have been like a victim in all this and like yeah they could be but also she was like I'm like mom told me that because she mom knew a little bit about the case too and she told me a little bit which I'll add in later yeah so Carla met Paul um in 1987 and at the time he was 23 and she was 17 like imagine me dating a 23 year old that's gross 
And he proposed to her on Christmas Eve of that same year. So they'd known each other for less than a year. Yeah. Um, Paul was a serial rapist before he started killing between 1987 and 1990. From the article I saw, he raped 19 women that was recorded. Jesus. And that's just what was recorded. And that's just what was reported. I'm sure there's so much more. Yeah. So 19 women, um, Paul or Carla's family, like really liked Paul, but very quickly he became bad judge of character. Yeah. He, <laughs> sorry, John ran out of the room all weird. <laughs> Probably a truck breakthrough. Okay. <laughs> Did someone send him $800? Yeah, for real. No, he probably figured out what was going on with it. So Mm -hmm. Paul was obsessed with Carla's sister, Tammy. So Tammy's an important name. So remember that, guys. So Paul was obsessed with Carla's sister, Tammy, and would go into her room while she was sleeping and, you know, whack off. (laughs) And would peep in her room through the windows. Carla was totally aware of this. And broke Tammy's blinds to make it easier for him to peep in on Tammy. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's fucking gross. Yeah. Yeah. So they, um, so yeah, so one night, this was like, I can't remember if it was the first time. I'm not sure. So one night, Carla laced spaghetti with crushed volume that she stole from work and drugged her. So, okay. When it comes to the rapes and assaults on Tammy, I'm not exactly sure the timeline because the one I'm talking about now with the spaghetti and the crushed volume, I read before I read about the next one, but the next one would make sense to be first. So the timeline's a little iffy here. So one night, Carla laced spaghetti with crushed volume that she stole from her work and drugged her sister while Paul raped her and Carla just watched. So she was like unconscious. Yeah. Or like really foggy. Who the yeah and then in december of 1990 this is the one that would make more sense if it was first but maybe he didn't like take her virginity before i'm not sure so in december of 1990 the couple was partying with tammy and carla slipped her halothane into her sister's drink to knock her out so paul could rape her this was carla this is what carla described as her gift to paul which was tammy's virginity because paul was so disappointed that carla wasn't a virgin when they met Tammy then started to vomit while unconscious, so the couple put her clothes back on, hit her, and called 911. Um, she never woke up, and her death was ruled an OD on alcohol, even though there was suspicious shit everywhere. Like, there was literally, like, but her death was ruled an accident. Oh, poor baby. Yeah, so they did drug and rape her multiple times. So, I mean, I'm assuming it's this and maybe other times, too. Yeah, and then this is that was their first kill. So this is when they started killing together. In 1991, Paul kidnapped a 14-year-old girl named Leslie Mahaffey who had gotten locked out of her house on accident. He blindfolded her, drove her to Port Dalhousie. I'm not sure. Somewhere <laughs> in Canada. Something Canadian. Some Canadian shit. Who knows? <laughs> and told Carla that he found them a playmate. Ew, cool. um, oh, also, all, also, the, every time they murdered, they videotaped it. So, oh, because, because, well, that's what smart people do. You document all your crimes. 
Right. So the video of the crimes, Paul says he will let her go if she's good, but then her blindfold slips and they get scared that she saw them so that they ended up killing her. Oh. Um, in 1992, they were looking for a new victim and found 15-year-old Christian French. Carla pretended they needed directions and Paul snuck up behind her and forced her into the vehicle. Over the weekend, they had her sexually and physically abused while recording it and then killed her. Yeah. Um... So this is some stuff that um, mom mentioned that he got more time than she did, but videos of their murder surfaced of her instigating it. But the videos from how mom described it from the videos didn't surface until after she had already been charged. Right. So you can't do it again because double jeopardy. Yeah. So she got out after she, she was released in 2005 and she lives in Canada She's, like, out, and she only served 12 years, and Paul got life without a, and he he was eligible for parole, and he applied, but he got denied in 2018. Thank God. Yeah. Um, Oh, he also scored, he also scored, like, 35 out of 40 on, like, this psycho test. Right. Like, so, like, I mean, I know the score is right. I remember the numbers, but like, you know, it was like a basically like levels of like psychopath. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. So. So he's just uh, like not okay. But yeah. So she only served 12 years, double jeopardy. Um, Does Canada have double jeopardy? I don't know. I was going to say that because I was like. I know America does, but this is a different country. Right. I'm sure they do because I feel like. I don't know. Huh. I don't know because I feel like I've heard of crimes in other countries and I I get this is not I don't know if it's Canada or what but I've heard of crimes in other countries where like they find new evidence and they can bring it back up but I mean I don't know how Canada's mm-hmm. judicial system works. Right. So under the assumption so they weren't able to charge her again. They didn't. And right. so, so I assume it had a double jeopardy. Right. Um and he also said so she got the plea deal of 12 years because she said she'd testify against Paul, but he told everyone that she did one of the murders herself. Oh, shit. So uh, me and mom think she was the instigator. T. Probably. Yeah. And so, Paul is a scapegoat. Oh, yeah. Because that was easy. Yeah. I mean, like, no offense to men, but you can really convince a man to do a lot of things if you're having sex with them. Oh, yeah. You know, like murder-wise. So Carla was released after 12 years in 2005, but had a bunch of stipulations put on her release. I only have a couple listed here. The article didn't say all of them. So here's where some of the stipulations. She had to tell the police any time she moved, any name changes, any plans to be away from her home for over 48 hours. And she couldn't be around anyone under the age of 16. Thank God. And there was more, but I don't have the whole list. Right. in 2006, she tried to change her name for, um, like, you know, like, she didn't want people to know who she was, reasons. Well, and her re- murder people. Yeah, her request was denied, so fuck that bitch. <laughs> In 2007, she gave birth to a boy. Question, how and, does that work if you're not allowed to be around children under 16? Right, her social worker let her keep her kids, I'm pretty sure. So she gave birth to a boy, and she volunteered and worked at the school where she had two children, what where her fuck? two children attended, yeah. So, obviously, so, they didn't follow that rule pretty well. Canada doesn't, doesn't give a singular shit about children under 16 then, apparently. Yeah. 
Um, and in 2020, she is living alone without kids or a husband in Canada. And Paul, as of 2018, is still in prison. I'm pretty sure he still is. He right. got attacked multiple times, but he's never been like murked. So, right. wow, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, wow. so that's my killer couple. Yikes. Okay. So I'm just gonna start with a warning on mine because oh. this was one of the most fucked up cases I have ever like researched and her I had never heard about it until I started like you know I googled killer couples and I found an all this interesting article listing a whole bunch um and this was one of them and I was like oh shit like reading the little blurb in the article and so I like started researching them and I went on murderpedia and found a ton of information and um yeah so I just want to give a big old warning that true warning yeah it's a lot of um sexual assault and incest and yeah so disgusting okay yeah and it was just one of the most awful cases I've ever researched okay of course so I am doing Fred and Rosemary West um their story is also called the again this is in England and um British people fucking name shit weird and so (laughs) I'm I'm sorry for these pronunciations but uh it's called the Gloucester Mystery House or House of Horrors Gloucester House of Horrors okay Uh, I don't know I don't even know if that's correct okay um so Fred was born on September 29th of 1941. Mm-hmm. Oh God, why did I even put this in here? Okay, Gloucestershire, England. <laughs> Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Yeah, what the fuck are these? These are, it's like they just fucking picked like letters out of a hat and they're like, yeah, sure, that's a word. Like that's yeah. what these make me feel like. Okay, anyway. Jude's gonna like listen to this and she's gonna be like, God damn it, these fucking Americans. <laughs> she's like, Americans can't pronounce shit. Yeah. Fucking uncultured. <laughs> and we'll be like, listen, we didn't have to pronounce England shit anymore after 1776. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he was born in Worcestershire, England. <laughs> and um i literally have one of my notes says how on god's green earth does one pronounce that (laughs) yeah for real anyway so he was born to a poor family his parents names were walter west and daisy hill he claimed that his house was full of incest um some articles claim that he and his sisters were all assaulted by their dad and some claimed that fred was only assaulted by his mother um beginning at age 12 no matter what it's all fucked up um and all articles i saw said that his dad um taught him bestiality no yeah so but that's the only time that comes up thankfully um yeah so who knows (laughs) all right john asked john asked what bestiality was and i was like that's when you stop it 
<laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's bestiality now, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. So, growing up, Fred wasn't very good at school, and he um, ended up leaving school at the age of fifteen. Um, two years later, he was in a motorcycle accident where he fractured his skull, broke his arm and his leg. Um, yeah. After the accident, he was in an eight day coma. And, um, once he awoke from the coma, his family said that he would go into sudden and violent fits of rage, which I feel like considering what, it's like symptoms of like a TBI, right? Yeah. And then I also think like on top of the fact that he probably had a TBI, like the, all the abuse he suffered probably didn't help in that help. situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's that. And then um, at the age of 20, he was arrested for molesting a 13-year-old girl. He was convicted, but um, ended up not being sentenced to imprisonment. Mm-hmm. because i don't know why england um hates children but whatever yeah. um, and then after his family um or after he like his family heard about all this and after the trial they disowned him because you know they right. were saints to begin with um, right. you know just great people yeah <laughs> i was like as if you didn't molest people but whatever yeah. um And so after that, um, so that happened when he was 20. And then when Fred was 21, he started hanging out with his former girlfriend, Catherine Castillo, Castillo, AKA Rena. What? It's a weird nickname to have if your name's Catherine. I know. I was like trying to figure out, I mean, I guess it would come from the end of Catherine. I don't know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So Catherine was a sex worker, and so she'd be a, she had become pregnant from one of her clients, mm-hmm. um, and she and West married in November of 1962. Mm-hmm. She gave birth to her daughter in 19 in early of 1963, and then um, Fred had gotten Catherine pregnant again, and they had their own daughter in 1964. During this time, Fred was working as an ice cream truck driver, and on November 4th of 1965, he ran over and killed a four-year-old boy while on the job. Oh my god. Yeah, and like, that's already fucked up, but like, it just gets so much fucking worse. Oh my god, what the fuck is wrong with people? I don't know. So, the family, the children's babysitter... Mm-hmm. And a family friend all fled the area after because Fred was concerned for his safety. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So concerned for Fred. As if he's not a danger to society. Facts. Sorry, I was trying to wake up Will because he was snoring and I didn't need that in the end. Bid. So anyway, um, yeah. Because he's not a danger to society or anything. Right. So after moving, Catherine and the babysitter fled to Scotland because Fred uh, was like a sexual sadist and it was just too much. Right. But Catherine left her children with Fred and the family friend that had fled with them. Mm -hmm. No, she stayed because she was infatuated with Fred. What the 
I just need to know who's infatuated with someone who runs over children. Yeah. Well, I guarantee, well, he's, I mean, if he's a murderer like that, you know, you know, he's what you would call it super manipulative as fuck. I guess. Yeah. So the family friend was eight months pregnant with Fred's child when she disappeared. Oh God. Um, And she was never reported missing and her remains ended up being found in June of 1994. Oh, God, that's like 30 years later. Yeah. So then in September of 1967, Catherine returned, but left the next year and again left the children with Fred. So then after Catherine leaves is when Fred meets Rosemary. Um, He still makes... What? So this just gets worse. Yeah, it, it just gets progressively worse. So while he's still married to Catherine, Fred meets his next wife, Rosemary, at the age of 15. Um, yeah, you want to know how old Fred is? How old? 20 fucking seven years old. Ew. He's like nearly double her age. That's a grown man. Okay, gross. Yeah. So Rosemary was born on November 29th of 1953. Her parents were William and Daisy Letts, which I just thought this doesn't come up whatsoever, but Fred's mom was also named Daisy, so I just thought that was interesting. Like a not super common name either. Right? Weird. Um, and her parents split when she was a teenager and she lived with her mother until the age of 16. Um, at which point she moved in with her father. Mm-hmm. Her father was prone to violence and repeatedly sexually abused her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I told you, lots of fucking incest and rape. Mm-hmm. Um, and around the time that like all this was happening when she moved in with her dad is obviously when she started dating Fred. Um, and so mm-hmm. when like during the time that she was living with her dad, she at the, still at 16, she decided to move in with Fred. And a few months later, they moved into a new house on October 17th of 1970. She gave birth to their daughter, Heather. <sighs> Fred was, um, Oh, I don't, I, I cannot type. I was like, what the fuck was I trying to say there? It says Fred was improved, but it was supposed to be Fred was imprisoned. <laughs> Oh my god he did not in fact improve no um, <laughs> no so he was imprisoned a few months after heather was born for theft and was released um in mid-1971 it was believed that while he was incarcerated um <laughs> uh rosemary had killed charmaine which was fred's stepdaughter from his first marriage so it was the um when he and Catherine got together and she was pregnant with one of her um clients children that's who Charmaine is okay um and it's believed that during the time that Fred was incarcerated Rosemary killed Charmaine oh god shortly before Fred was released um according to Anne both of the girls were subject to frequent beatings and Anne is the daughter of Rosemary and Fred Okay. Um, so according to Anne, both of the girls were subject to frequent beatings, but Charmaine pissed off Rosemary by refusing to cry no matter how bad the beatings were. 
So that pissed off Catherine or Rosemary. Rosemary. So oops, I said Anne was Anne is the daughter of Fred and Catherine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I said the wrong human, but anyway. So Charmaine disappeared mid-June. And Rosemary claimed that Catherine had taken her back to Scotland where Catherine was living. But Catherine came in September to actually pick up Charmaine. She always disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. And Catherine disappeared as well. Oh, no. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. This whole thing fucked up, but that's crazy. Right? So in January of 1972, Rosemary and Fred married, and in June of that year, Rosemary gave birth to her second daughter, May. How many kids does this mofo have? Who's oh. having so much sex with him? Oh, just you fucking wait. Jesus. So in January of 1972, oh, I already said that. Okay. After this, Fred encouraged Rosemary um, to become a prostitute, and eventually she would have seven children. Seven? Yeah. On top of the two they already had. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So because of their growing family, they needed a larger home. And Fred, yeah, so they move into this larger home and Fred converts the upper floor into Rose's room, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. where she would entertain clients because, you know, he forced her into sex work. Right. Disgusting. Yeah. So the room was equipped with peepholes. So he could watch because he's a creepy fuck. Yeah. One and, second. Okay. Oh, mom is calling me. Oh. <laughs> what up, April? <laughs> What's up? Oh, yeah. I'm totally alive. Sorry. I'm like recording right now. <laughs> okay. Love you. What I'm assuming, folks, um, is that Liberty did not, in fact, text yeah. me when she got to John. Right. And now I was asking if she's alive. <laughs> I did not tell her I got to John's. So. <laughs> I forget every time. <laughs> yeah, you, that's what it was. I just knew it. She's like, are you alive? I was like, I'm here. <laughs> I'm good. Yes. Yes, I'm alive. <laughs> okay, so. Continue. Um, there's peepholes in the room where Rosemary has sex with clients, right? So does he watch? Yeah, oh, he watches. Oh, gross. Okay. Creepy fuck. Um, and Rosemary also came from some fucked up shit, as we remember. Right. Um, and her dad was a frequent customer. (gasps) Of his own daughter? Yes. Gross. Yeah. Was this, like, okay back then, or was this, like... No. No, no. Okay. It was definitely not... It was only the 70s, like, it's not... I don't know. I mean, they did fucked up shit, but I don't think they were that fucked up. That's true. Disgusting. Okay. Yeah. So that was repulsive. Yeah. Also, when I was reading stuff, it was like Fred said it was okay. I was like, okay, but did Rosemary? Like, yeah. who the fuck is what Fred thinks? Yeah. Is Fred's coochie? No. <laughs> Next. Okay. So, in late 1972, the family hired Carolyn Roberts to be the children's nanny, and the couple tried to entice her to be in their sexual circle. She refused, mind you, she's also like a child. Gross. So, she refuses, obviously, and Mm -hmm. left the family a few weeks later. Like, she refused to be their nanny anymore either. And in December, the couple invited her into the home and they raped her together. Terrible. 
Yeah. They allowed her to leave, telling her that as long as she promised to continue to nam- nanny the kids, um, like, she'd be fine. Roberts obviously was not down for that, so she reported the rape. But unfortunately, she withdrew the accusation once it reached the court. So because she withdrew the accusation, the couple pled guilty and were only charged 50 euros, but no jail time. Oh my God. Glad to know someone's trauma is only worth 50 euros. Yeah. Glad to know that someone being raped is um, just worth monetary damages. Barely. Barely. Yeah. So in early 1973, the couple took eight-year-old Anne Marie into the cellar where Fred bound, gagged, and raped her while Rosemary watched. (sighs) Um, In 1979, Anne Marie, also remember, Anne Marie is um, Catherine's daughter. Yeah. There's a lot of names in this, and I apologize for that. Right. Um, so in 1979, Amory became pregnant by her father, but the pregnancy was terminated because it was ectopic. So, you know, it's like in the um, fallopian tube. And not the, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and unable to deal with her father anymore, she left home. Good for her. Proud. Proud. Um, but unfortunately, Fred began abusing Heather who would disappear a few months later or a few years later. Sorry. He murdered her too. So the investigation in May of 1992, Fred filmed himself raping one of his other daughters because again, smart criminals record their crimes. Yeah, exactly. As one does. As one does. (laughs) (laughs) We like making it easy for others to catch us. Whatever. Um, she told the daughter ended up telling a friend at school and in August, her friend told the mom, her mom on, um, that was like August 1st that the friend told the mom. And on August 6th of 1992, the police started an investigation leading to Fred being charged and Rosemary as an accomplice for Mm -hmm. rape. Um, Rosemary was eventually charged with child cruelty and the rest of the children were placed in foster care. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately the rape case collapsed, um, when two remaining witnesses refused to testify at the court hearing, but the police wanted to keep digging because they just felt like something was wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they started investigating the disappearance of Heather. Yeah. Um, and police spoke with multiple social workers who talked about a joke that Fred would make about Heather being buried under the patio, which I need to know who, what social worker heard that and was like, oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Like the fuck, what kind of joke is that? Yeah. Also, isn't your whole ass job as a social worker to like report sketchy shit? Exactly. So like, I don't know. I just have a lot of questions. Also, John, leave her alone. We're recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's weird. I also just saw something on Instagram that this girl I went to high school with got engaged. So that just kind of I was like, whoa, like I feel old now. Okay. A little reality check. You're 17. Shut up. I don't I don't want to hear from I'm you. Just saying, like our people I'm going to high school with are already getting married. Like <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. So um, the police obtained a search warrant, and in late February of 1994, they excavated the garden and uncovered human remains. (sighs) So Fred confessed to Mm -hmm. murder then he retracted his statement and then he reconfessed can you retract a confession (laughs) i mean you can but it's a little sus (laughs) right like what (laughs) that makes no sense right okay so he reconfesses and then said that rosemary wasn't involved which like homie don't do right I also need people to not take the fall for others because they don't give a singular fuck about you. Like they will yeah. throw you under the bus. Exactly. Um, so Rosemary wasn't arrested until April. Fred was arrested in February. She wasn't arrested until April 1994 on sex offenses and then later charged with murder. Mm-hmm. More bodies were found. And in March of 1994, Fred admitted that he had committed more than nine murders including his first wife and their family friend Anne mcfall which was the lady he had gotten pregnant right i remember that yeah i didn't introduce her name there because there was already a lot of names happening and i didn't want to <laughs> exactly there's a lot going on there yeah exactly okay so fred and rosemary were brought before the magistrate's court because i don't know england does shit weird and yeah. then oh no uh court and gloucester <laughs> on june 30th of 1996 <laughs> um he was charged with 11 murders and rosemary was charged with 10 he was later charged with Anne mcfall's murder on july 3rd of 1994 mm-hmm. um a few months later on january 3rd of 1995 Fred hung himself while on remand in his cell in Winston Green prison Uh, which always pisses me off when they take their own life because it's like you deserved to rot in prison for the rest of your life yeah like yeah yeah you did not deserve to get out that for in those situations like with those people that do it to get out of that that's the pussy way to go out yeah I'm not saying suicide is a pussy way to go out, but when you're a murderer like that, it is. Because when you're a murderer, you're trying to avoid punishment. Punishment for your actions. Like, disgusting. So he was cremated with only three people present, which I want to know who those three people were who, like... Isn't there people that, like, volunteer to go to, like, executions? I think so. I think it's so that, like, people inmates have somebody there which yeah being executed obviously they did something pretty bad right but i mean i don't know i don't know i think everyone i don't know yeah terrible yeah it's terrible so yeah he was cremated and then rosemary on the other hand had not confessed and the evidence against her was circumstantial thankfully she was still found guilty of all 10 murders um and sentenced to life and the judge recommended she never be released psychotic bitch yeah she is a psychotic bitch and she was never given the option for release um thankfully and the house and adjoining property were demolished and made into a pathway so that you know nobody would ever have to step foot in that house again 
Oh yeah, that house has some really bad mojo going on. So many bad vibes. So many bad vibes. Yeah. So our victims, because I always want, um, you know, these are the lives that were taken too soon. And while the stories of the murderers are interesting, I, I always do want to, you know, talk about the victims and the people they impacted. So our victims are Charmaine West, Catherine West, Linda Goh, Carol Cooper, Lucy Partington, Teresa Sangenthaler, Shirley Hubbard, Juanita Mott, Shirley Robinson, Allison Chambers, Heather West. Um, Heather was their daughter, and she was the last known victim after 1979, but, poli- but police believe the couple murdered more. Fred had confessed to murder, murdering up to 30 people, but police believed it was closer to 13. So... My God. Yeah. Gross. That is the story of Fred and Rosemary West. They're both our stories. The women were fucked up too. Right? And like, I understand that they had shitty, shitty things happen to them, but you never have an excuse to rape and murder people. I don't, I don't think the things that happen to you you can it can go two ways and i just i I have seen people with shitty lives that turned into great people because they didn't want to be like the people in their shitty lives like you know like it's a choice to be shitty yeah i heard a good thing once it was like your past can explain your actions but it doesn't excuse them right so like you still have to be held accountable because you had choices exactly and you made shitty ones yeah, so. like that's your fault yeah exactly so yeah that's some fucked up shit yeah jesus sometimes i question why we do this but then at the same time it's like <laughs> like it's not i mean it's not like fun to research but like i enjoy it like yeah, looking I, into this stuff and it's definitely interesting and i don't know like it's obviously like not fun but you learn a lot mm-hmm. and this is like the one thing I really like learning about so right like it's a really fun thing to research exactly so, so yeah <sighs> well Liddy, what are you gonna do the rest of the day um, I'm gonna hang out with John yeah it's Sunday Sunday's our day so yeah love that for you love that for you my husband oh. is asleep on my lap and it's only 7.30, so I really need him to get his shit together. <laughs> got a whole night of partying to go. Well, it's Sunday, so I'm going to... We've been watching basketball all weekend. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so... Yikes. If I... So, okay, here's the thing I need to figure out. Okay. If I don't get, like, you know, like, if it's, like, noon... tomorrow and i'm leaving around three for pullman like do i bug her one more time about the powerpoint like is that annoying to bug her one more time about it um no i would just be like yo um i wouldn't say yo obviously ma'am but um, i'd be like yo i'm leaving in a couple hours and i was just wondering if i could get that powerpoint from you i just want to make sure i don't forget anything right and just be like i'm sorry to bother you again yeah right I just don't want to be annoying but I like already bugged her once about it when did you bug her about it Friday yeah she might have just forgot literally 
on Friday when I figured out that I was going to be able to get my COVID vaccine, I dropped everything I was doing and dipped out of the office so fast. So like, you know, life happens sometimes. And when it's Friday and you don't come back until Monday, like it could be easy to forget. Well, she goes, I just have it. Yes. She goes, yes, I have it in the slides. I just have not sent them yet due to scheduling with your cadet sponsor. And then she changed plans. And I said, oh yeah, that change plan works perfect. And then I just haven't gotten them yet. I just don't want to be like annoying. So I want to make a good impression. No, it's not annoying. Okay. Um, is this like a professor or is it like a cadet? Uh, she graduated from Wazoo. So she's a past cadet, but she works there now. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think she's a PMS. Her, it was CPT. Captain. Captain. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, I didn't know what it stood for, but I think she does like PT and stuff. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So, yeah. But you said she's not a professor of military science? I don't think so. Yeah. I'm not sure, honestly. Right. That's well, probably, probably wrong. So, right. She probably is. I was gonna say he had like a bunch of people who like worked there so right so it, she probably is I'm probably just wrong <laughs> if it's like a few hours before you're about to leave and she hasn't gotten back to you I was just like you know make it seem like you are genuinely curious because you don't want to forget any. you want to be like the most prepared you can be you know right exactly I'm super excited I'm excited for you go kooks uh, <laughs> What are you guys going to do while you're there? Um, so Tuesday, since she changed the plans, Tuesday is mom and I's day. We can do whatever we want. Love Wednesday, that. I have PT at 6. I get to go home after, or I get to go to the hotel after that, shower, um, run down of the program at 9.30, then a tour of campus, and then lunch. Nice. At Zoe's Cafe. Ooh, I love Zoe's. Okay, is that good? Yeah. It's like um on the south side of campus, down at the bottom of the hill, um, across the street from the Stevenson Towers. So yeah, Zoe's Cafe. Nice. Love yeah. that. I'm so you guys should go to the Coog while you're there. Is that the what's the Coog? It's the bar that's like right at the entrance of Greek Rome. Oh, you lived like, right across the street from that. Yeah. Can I go into the Coog like I'm a child? During the day, you can, yeah. Right. They do have good fries. We went in there during your graduation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the place we went that they had bottomless mimosas for people who are graduating. Oh, that was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for listening this week, guys. Listening all about our lives. (laughs) Yeah. You know, (laughs) we do. Yeah. And the (laughs) fucked up shit we look into. (laughs) Yeah, sorry about that. It was a fucking rough one. <laughs> yeah, it was, but you know. <laughs> but um, feel free to send in interesting news stories you see or um, your own listener stories, ghosties or close encounters, what have you. Yeah, anything like that. We love to hear it. Um, we'll probably have a couple stories next week from mr john over here yeah because his house is haunted as hell can't wait so, love that for you i have some stories from his house too i'll <laughs> save them yeah no we like us all scary things right so, 
so yeah like us on instagram at killer crime and sister time <laughs> yeah you can send it to our gmail i know a lot of people don't use gmail though so you can send it to like you know our personal instagrams because they're in our bio or our instagram instagram for killer crime and sister time yeah you um know, if you want to email that to us it's at killer or it's killer crime and sister time at gmail.com yeah um rate review and subscribe on itunes or on apple Podcasts. um john's being creepy y'all can't see it but i can so <laughs> so yeah thank you guys for listening great reviews subscribe and you, i mean you, you know even if you don't listen you should just like follow us because <laughs> like you know that's what's up because <laughs> that's you know like small business thing kind of vibes exactly if we get enough followers we'll make merch guys yeah <laughs> i already told sydney that i need like a crew neck that says killer crime and sister time with our logo how cute would that be also, we also follow someone on Instagram that makes podcast covers. Yeah. We should, I mean, like, you know, if we were to, like, get, like, big time, we should, like, ask them to, like, make us one. Obviously, we have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And then we could get, like, he's laughing at me because I said big time. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then we could, like, put them on, like, sweatshirts and t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that'd be super cool. So, yeah, blow us up. Then we'll make merch for you guys. Yeah. Please do. We'd love like giveaways and stuff. We can do all those cute little influencer things. <laughs> <laughs> love, love that. It. All right. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Have a good week, guys. See you next week. Bye.